Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Hibbert here, Talking Tesla, uh, Elon Daly, actually part of the Talking Tesla network of shows, it's a network of shows, there's more than one show, so it's therefore a network of shows. Uh, what should we talk about this Monday, November 4th? Here's what we should talk about to start with. We should talk about the fact that the one-pedal driving is now up in, in the world for a lot of people. So we were wondering, what does one-pedal driving mean? They talked about it on the earnings call. And basically what I thought it would be with is just sort of regenerative um, braking that occurs now in the car, but just cranked up. And that sounds like exactly what it is. This is an article from Clean Technica, somebody who got it, who basically said, now when you take your foot off the pedal, off the accelerator, it will come to a complete stop reasonably quickly. So you can do, in fact, one pedal driving. And something else happened. Something else happened. We were talking about on the big show, the large show, on the grand show, on the patron show, about how Tesla is going to give you another 5% more power. And I was confused. What does that mean? 5% more power, 5% more oomph, or 5% more range. It appears to be, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 5% more range. If you go on the Tesla configurator right now, a Model 3 is getting about 323 miles, and the Model S, 373 miles, and the Model X, 323, I think it is something. Don't quote me on those, but about that. And so this uh, improvements that they've made have increased the range 5% in the 3, which is actually kind of cool. There's something psychologically wonderful about having something that gets over 320 miles range. Let me tell you right now. But as you might remember, and I've talked about way too many times, they did this before in the Model 3 rear-wheel version. They gave us a 5% increase and we were getting 325 and then it just went away. It just disappeared. I don't even remember them saying that they took it away. So we'll see if this one sticks, if it's got the stickiness, if it's got that, mm, that means it's not going to go away. But I love that idea that uh, now I'm going to get my Model 3 is going to have 323 miles range. I love it. It's kind of cool. And you want the Model 3 autopilot update of mine? No, you don't. I'm going to tell you anyway. So I took it in and uh, they said they fixed it. And uh, then I drove the car home and on the way home there was no autopilot. There was nothing. There was no lines. There was no uh, you know cars around me. There was nothing. And I'm like, I couldn't be bothered taking it back right now. So I just parked the car and went to bed and did my things and woke up the next day and drove to uh, down the street and magically there's autopilot. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's fine now. And for the last three days, autopilot has been great until today when it's completely gone again, completely gone. So what I'm going to do, here's the plan. You ready? Here's the plan. Because this is intermittent like this, I'm going to keep a log of when it is not working, the time uh, the date and the hour, so that when they go back, they can look at the logs. So I've done that a little bit, but I can show them how intermittent this is. I talked to the young gentleman down there at the Tesla store via the emails, and he said, look, I'm sorry, this is an issue with the first generation cars that first came off the lot, and uh, we're seeing this reasonably frequently, and uh, you know, bring it back in, and we'll take another crack at it. It's pain in the buttocks. This is why I say, and this is why I mean, you should not buy the first sort of you know, 10, 20, 30, 50,000 cars of a new line, like a Model 3, because sometimes these first-generation cars have these kinds of issues. And yet, when the Model Y comes out, I'm so desperately going to get want to get one as soon as I can, but I should be smart this time. I should say the Model 3 is a wonderful car. Just wait, wait, wait till they work that out. Now, speaking, can we say, and speaking of the Model 3, let's talk about Gigafactory in China, and let's talk about the fact that, who said this? Uh, this is from Tesla Rati, we love those guys, and speaking at the 2019 Shanghai City Promotion Conference, Tao stated that Gigafactory 3 is aiming to start, 
are you ready, is aiming to start production activities at a rate of 3,000 models per week, 3,000 Model 3s per week. That's around 12,000 per month. Start there. This will be a bit hard to believe. I don't think they're going to be able to pull that off. This is a brand new factory in a brand new country. And yes, Tesla's been making Model 3s in America for quite a couple of years now. But this doesn't seem possible. But we will see. That will certainly help Tesla's bottom line in Q4, though, if they really can come out of the blocks doing 3,000 a week. This was kind of the stretch goal. We were thinking, oh, well, maybe halfway through next year they'll get to 3,000 a week. We will see. We will. What will we do? We'll do some seeing. And apparently, apparently Terry Gilligan. Is it Gilligan or Guillen? Uh, Guillen? I don't know. It's not Terry either. It's Jerome. Jerome Gillian. Come on, Herbert, what's wrong with you? He is uh, the gentleman that's kind of in charge of production or the line in Fremont for Model 3. And he was over in the Chinas just recently as well, saying, you know, great team, doing great stuff, uh, wonderful, good things here. So they are certainly ramping. They've got all the the big kids over there. And uh, we'll see. Did I say that? Yeah, we'll see. Now, I showed some concern last week about the fact that sales in the US were down like 39%, whereas in the rest of the world, in Europe and China, they were way up, and so therefore overall sales were up, and we talked about the profit. And I got anxious, though, when I got apparently some clickbaity article that said Tesla sales in the US are down 39%, and I took that to mean, as I think many people took that to mean, that therefore demand is down, demand is crashing, that nobody wants a Model 3 in the US anymore, and Mr. Anderson, we'll call him Brian Anderson. Mr. Anderson said, well, don't worry about that is clicky-baity stuff. And in fact, delivery times in the US have gone up significantly from uh, a week or so to almost three months as they've distributed these Tesla's Model 3s to the rest of the world. And so they're not seeing a slowdown in demand, but you are seeing an increase in the time to get your Model 3. And I can actually now second that because I ordered a Model 3 and the S lease is coming up. And initially it said two weeks, and that was three weeks ago, and I've heard nothing. And I think this is what you're talking about, Mr. Anderson, that demand hasn't gone down. They're selling every one that they can make, but, um, you know, they had to get some out there to the Chinas and the Europe's. And so now in the US, we're going to have longer wait times, which is a bit upsetting. I want to get it. I want to get it. And a certain Mr. John Williams said the same thing, uh, that... They're making as many as they can, and they still are production-constrained, not demand-constrained. So you can just, you know, settle down, okay? Settle down, Herbert. It's going to be okay. Got a little email here from Dylan, and uh, Dylan was talking about the fact that uh, Elon is going to donate a million dollars to this guy called Mr. Beast. I think he's a gamer, a YouTube gamer, who plans on planting 20 million trees by January 1st. And Elon is going to give him a million bucks to help achieve that role. We've talked about this on the show before that uh, some people have estimated that we need about another, I can't remember the number, one to three trillion more trees to do a lot of carbon sequestration from the last 10 years of CO2. Now, other people have said that may not necessarily work if those trees keep burning down like they do in California. But the concept, I think, is good. And then Dylan noted this, you know, Elon was just in court saying, you know, about the pedo guy thing, you know, calling him a pedophile, all this stuff, that his wealth, although he is worth, I don't remember now, $20, $50 billion or something crazy, that he's not liquid. He doesn't have cash in the bank. It's all sort of in stocks and bonds and, and the such. 
And then uh, Dylan says, oh, he just gave this guy a million dollars. That seems pretty liquid. Not too many of us can cough up a million dollars just like that. Thank you very much. So thank you, Dylan. I read that same thing and I thought exactly the same as you. That's a lot of liquidity for somebody with no liquidity. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name's Mel Herbert. The show be Elon Daily. I will speak at you tomorrow. Herbert out.